Thank you. Hello? Yeah, hello? Yes? Yeah, I'm looking for an artist. Oh, okay. I'm looking for an artist. Alright. Yeah. Couches and cushions. <laughs> cushions and covers. Um, so, Lena. Cover couches. Uh, hey, Lena. Hi. What's your last name? DeBruzen. I kept it after marriage. Oh, wow. So Lena DeBruzen? Yeah. Well, welcome. Today, we're going to be DeBruzen for... Um, cruising for DeBruzen. Cruising for DeBruzen. <laughs> and that leads me to my first question for you, Lena. This series is about exploring the artists in the city that I know and that my friends know um, and seeing what they're up to, what brought them here, where they came from. So I want to know where you came from. Um, I cruise here from uh, Vancouver via Alberta. Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in Alberta. I lived there until I was 18. Actually, just shy of 18. I felt so like young and fresh when I like moved out of my house like my like the house I grew up in and like moved to my own place in mm -hmm. Vancouver and I was 17 for like a week I was like I'm so young oh nice and I turned 18 and then I lived in Vancouver for four years and then moved here four years ago so yeah I've lived in New York City for four years now and but Canada the rest of that time do you miss Canada absolutely what do you miss most um, I think just like the general feeling that people have that if they are like they get injured that there's no chance that they'll go bankrupt or like further in debt. <laughs> I think there's just yes. like a general fe like a domino effect that comes from mm. just the general population knowing that they're like at, to a certain level taken care of. Why'd you move? Um, so the arts community in New York, I think Bingo. it doesn't really get rivals anywhere. I think Toronto has a miniature version of it, mm -hmm. but in, I mean, it's the place to be. Which are songs don't lie, folks. And neither do the movies. <laughs> and neither do the, the vlogs. Music, vlogs, music videos. Yeah, it's true. A lot of things happen here. This is all truth. So everything <laughs> you hear is 100% unadulterated truth. So we're advertising. Tell me we're sponsored by the city of New York. <laughs> what arts you are the most involved in right. or that you have the most passion for? So, um, we have footage of me singing with my New York Nightingale group. Yes, we did. Um, on this camera. So part of the thing that I thought when I moved to New York, I was like, it was kind of a big leap, right? Mm -hmm. I think for anyone that moves to New York, it's like, I'm making the, I'm taking a risk. And for me in my mind, I was like, everything's gonna happen for me. If it doesn't happen in two years, I'll piece back to Canada. And when I think back to that mentality now, I just like laugh at myself. <laughs> because the notion of moving somewhere and like being able to find your footing in two years, I think it probably happens, but I would, I would venture to say that it is 
a very small percentage of people succeed in the first two years. I think New York is a long game and I think that the people that keep at their craft and have um, durability, there's a better word than that, that have the stamina, endurance, endurance. Sure. those are the people that you sure. see that are working and living, yeah. doing what they want. There's definitely a balance of the people that are capable, mm-hmm. have the talent, yes. but then also have the endurance. Yeah. So it's like a last man standing, yeah, but it is a per- last person yes. standing, but then yeah. the person also has to be good at what they do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So you've been here for four? Four years. So how long is... And I is... feel like, I still feel like a baby in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I feel like it's, like things are happening slowly. So yes, I am seeing with my New York Nightingale group, we sing 1940s um, music and we appeal to people that like the 1940s era, which I think the vintage thing is kind of hot right now, which... It is. I'm, is pay, playing But then you have those transient beings that just are a part of the city, that just wander through and they, they love it, even though I know they're not listening yes. to 1940s music. That's true. Thank we have an example that. of that yes. in the clip, yeah. Yeah, I do think our music has appeal because we sing with live musicians, and to me that's like... That's an aspect of current music that I'm not going to diss it because I think it has everything has its values. Music that's made by human beings or mm-hmm. made by machines. I think there's not one that's better than the other, but I think sure. there is something special about live music happening. And that's a, one yeah. of the main key factors of 1940s music is that it's all live. Yeah, and I <laughs> think that... It's not, it's not just about one being better than the other or yeah. not, and whether or not that exists, but it's also fair to point out when things are undervalued. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. 1940s, live music specifically, music is kind of undervalued. Yeah. I also think artists are undervalued, even in a city like New York, totally. and even with people of like the caliber totally. artistry. Totally. It's you know? crazy. It's such an interesting thing because artists are so important, and everyone knows the value of artists, but in New York City, money is God, and so, like, yeah. if you want to, yeah, the people that are making the mega millions in the city are not the artists. But anyway, so yeah, the city is definitely an interesting mix of money being super important and then art being such a, it is, it's an important part of, but I also think that it's, people that want to be artists mm. don't do it because they're like, oh, automatically I'm going to do my art and get pay tons of money. People do art because they feel it in, like, the depths of their being, and they respond to it and listen to it and yeah. pursue it yeah so <clears throat> when you're not doing and following your passions mm-hmm. how are you staying how are you staying i do afloat? a lot of instructing i teach swimming lessons i choreograph for children's theater that's also a passion oh nice that counts as yeah, a passion. yeah and uh that gets that gets too so as an artist you often think when opportunities come by is what which of these three p's are there they pay professional development and pleasure. Mm. When I do choreography for kids theater, it's pay, professional development, and, and pleasure. pleasure. Ding, nice. Ding, ding. Those are the things that you find in the city and you like, yes. you grab onto them. Yes. You like dig your like nubby little yeah. fingernails. And they inform and, and grow you as an artist. Like they, they inform the work that you do, I think. Yeah. I found Yeah, opportunities of, to grow as an artist. Yeah. Opportunities to grow as an artist often come when you're like, in an environment with other artists that are trying to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of like the point of this. So that's why we're here. So that's exactly why we're doing it. Because if you're not, if you're wanting to be producing more art, but you're not actively doing anything to make that happen. Are you an artist? Are you like, and 
yeah, why, why did what are you, you move doing? here? Why'd you move yeah. here? Yeah, and then, and like, it, what's like the you end said, goal? it is so easy to get overtaken by side hustles because, as we were talking about, everybody is no one is unless you're a trust fund baby, in which case, well, way to go. Like unless you're what in that small percent of the population, you are side hustling, and it's just it's part of your reality. Yeah, and um, so to to be able to come home from whatever it is that you're not totally being fulfilled by, and still be doing the things that spark you. Then that's that's amazing. It is amazing. I think one thing that you said earlier that's really helpful for someone who is in the side hustle game, because I also have passions that aren't financially lucrative at the moment. It's helpful to keep in mind that it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So true. Because if that'll mm. help you, that'll change your attitude when you're going to the side hustles. Yeah. Yeah. Because side hustle, basically, like side hustles for me, I, I did a vlog on YouTube and I called. Link. I called all of my jobs side hustles. Like, and it became kind of my thing. Like, off to another side hustle. Yeah. A parent from a, a, a student that I have saw the video and was upset that I was calling my job of teaching her kid after school arts that I was calling that job a side hustle. And at first my reaction was like, well, first of all, why are you watching my YouTube channel? Thanks, subscribe. And then second, I was like- Haters, haters, back off. I was like, am I famous? Hey, I'm getting hate mail. But, I, but then I, it also kind of changed my attitude where I was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be calling this a side hustle. Or if I am, like maybe I need to be careful with how I'm saying that because it is important work. Like in all of those side yeah. hustles that you've listed are important yeah. work, right? Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to understand her perspective because you can't like go to, like earlier I went to Chipotle and you can't like, like the person that's serving you your food, you can't be like, are you interested in other things? Because if I'm getting a bur burrito that's only like receiving half of your mind power, like I, I think it's like different I'm when you're shaping and molding kids' minds. Yeah, but you don't want people that are shaping and molding kids' minds to only for that to be their goal. You want I agree. the people that are shaping your kids' minds to be bettering themselves and seeking other opportunities and learning and passing. Like that's I agree. That's the whole. That's how. So then my that was my thinking, right? So if if I was that limited and focused in my thinking of I am a teacher, then I'm neglecting all the other work that could be done in my, like I could follow yeah. these passions. Yeah. So it's the same with, yeah. with being an artist. Like I'm not only an artist. The no. other work that I do is important and informs that. It is important. And I think it's really easy to sometimes feel stuck yes. in your side hustle. That's the working title. We're finding another word that doesn't offend anybody. <laughs> hustles. Yeah. They're just hustles. They're all hustles. So in, um, in, when you're a hustle, I, can, I think you can sometimes feel like it's like a never-ending um, field of hustle and there's nothing yeah. on, the, on the other side yeah. of that hill. But if, if any artist that is creating has had that feeling of like nothing's happening as quickly as I wanted to. Like I'm reading, because I'm choreographing The Sound of Music and I'm reading the story of the Von Trapp singers and they felt like their music wasn't working for like a long time. <laughs> And they're, you know, the Von Trapp family singers. So I think that's also something that kind of unites us as artists is our frustration of not 
being like either perceived the, the way that we hoped to yes, or yes. or booked as much as we want to or and that's yeah it's it's a it's a it's an interactive seen thing. in the way that we want to or sometimes seen at all hey yes other than keeping the 1940s music alive in the subway yeah what else do you do that you're passionate about um i know some of the things yeah. but they don't yeah um so many passions <laughs> so i i'm taking class at steps i like to dance i like to move to music can you show us something maybe later <laughs> absolutely not oh i filmed you doing some uh heel touches oh perfect step touch all day yeah that's that's how good I am at dancing. How long have you been going to Step? Um, Steps Dance Studio, as much as I can get Steps. there. It's definitely one of those things that I have to be intentional with it because mm. I want to be taking class. I want to be doing choreography. I want to be showing up to choreograph for these kids and being someone that isn't just giving them something that I have in my brain because I've had it just in my brain for 10 years. Recycling. I want to be always like taking and pulling. and yeah. So yeah, I, I, I really like to class. What a class. gift those kids have to have a teacher like that. Yeah, I think that it's really important to have that intention as a teacher. To stay active in your field? Yeah, I yeah. think about it a lot because even like people that teach musical theater all over the country, you can't say like, I saw Oklahoma and like musical theater has changed so much. So if hmm. you're teaching musical theater anywhere in the States, you have to be making trips to New York and you have to be yeah. staying aware of what's happening. Do you think that in youth theater programs you see a consistent like... and? I guess I'm assuming that you go and check out other youth theater programs, but if you have exposure to others, yeah. what would you say is like, like their biggest boo-boo? So I think my biggest pet peeve that people, or like things that people might do in children's theater that would get on my nerves is not have the children's best, um, like not have their best interests in mind. Mm -hmm. I think working with kids and theater is that you're working toward the product, but you're also worth working with kids who are in process. And I'm always acutely aware that kids feel things. We all feel things, and we're all always like hitting new. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Markers. Yeah, we're all always like new, like hitting new developmental stages. Yeah. But just like I think because kids yeah. are given their community and given the things that they're exposed to, I often feel like like they need to be taken care of in a way that other humans that you might interact with don't. And I think that um, sometimes when people dealing with theater, those things that are, seem so important for the production, but when it comes to whatever that kid is feeling and dealing with their own life, like I would rather... That, become, that is more important than the show that is happening. So, Would you say there's a certain age where the reverse comes true? Where it's like time to be a professional? Yeah, I think, I think once, once you're getting paid to do it, <laughs> hmm. so once, like, when somebody else's money is in, at play, I okay. think that would be... Okay. So for instance, there's one kid that you work with that I know of who could be getting paid right now. Yes, yeah, several. But Everyone, well, there's yeah. one kid I'm thinking of in particular because, you know, his yeah. age, his yeah. temperament. Yeah. Is it time for him to buck up and swallow his feelings, or is he to still a kid? To a certain extent, to a certain okay. extent. 
Because when other people's money is at play, unfortunately, like if you agree, if you sign all the paperwork and take yourself to a professional level, then you have you're you're cap, you're take, making a sacrifice of whatever's going on personally for the greater good of the thing you signed on to do legally. Dang, yeah, I like that. Like the story and it is has harsh. To be told. It is harsh. I think there's definitely kids that have probably hit some very hard times, like. And it probably being in theater was not conducive to what was happening to them in their lives. But, yeah, it's the choices you make. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you, you develop the discipline to then reap the benefits later. So the discipline of going in and just doing the work, even if you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can think back in my memories of having done that. I always finish the work and feel better. Mm-hmm. Even if I was put in a bad mood before curtain, yeah. like by the end of the show, it doesn't matter. There's something bigger. Yeah. There's a story that needs to be told. It's my castmates. It's the audience. Yeah. Like, it just is like, it doesn't yeah. it don't I mean, matter that Push much. through as much as possible in every case. Just the language that you use with kids is you can't, you can't talk to them. Like they have life experience and a thick skin and the ability to have context because they don't. And maybe talk to some of your fellow professionals that way as well and treat them absolutely like a kid, absolutely maybe. we talk treat a lot about like we talk a lot about the concept of respect we do <laughs> and so far so good are you supposed to cheers water or is that a bad omen yeah our firstborns are definitely going to be stolen <laughs> your firstborn I, I don't i won't have a firstborn right it's like when the husbands say, like, I, I, I'm having a kid. Yeah, you're, you're going to be pregnant. Absolutely, you're going to be pregnant. You think that? Absolutely. And then we will rain check this for bonus content. <laughs> and what I want to ask you next is, what's another passion you have? Other than maybe rearing kids one day. Um, yeah, passions. I really like producing video content. This is kind of something that I really need other people to enable me to do because I'm always like alone in my like little like it's usually yeah. on in transit I come up with all these like ideas and they're like I put them in a note in my phone and they sit there and it's very tragic you know and how many SD cards I've burned through because I've just saved like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this one day I'm gonna do this and my phone's full so I'm like yeah which is why more stuff I'm going to artists do. need other artists because you can't yeah. make it happen on your own and when yeah. you find other people that you can trust and that believe in you then that's like this yeah. very episode was on my to-do list. A couple things were on my to-do list that I finally have been able to cross off. Yeah. It feels good. So good. Oh. I'm glad that we're here. Other, but other passion. We're, I'm getting, we're getting a signal. Uh, it was a Navy thing about cheersing with water. It oh. And <laughs> it says that wah, wah, wah. if you cheers water, it was a superstition that you were doomed to watery grave. Sounds oh, great. we're going to drown. I'm okay oh. with it. Well, we're Actually, already... Actually, no, I'm not. It's supposed to be a very bad way to die. <laughs> no. Let's finish. Yes. Let's just finish. So it's, like, it's like when fuel is low. Let's, you can still drive four we've hours. Already, <laughs> yeah, you can drive four hours. You can get a few more miles in, so we're going to finish. Yeah. So, quickly, but also thoroughly, what are your other passions? Was that another question we just... Oh, no. I mean, I did, but I know that you have more. You said dig- teaching dig- kids and then filming dig- this. Come on. 
teaching. Well, and, I, and then I said making like making more video projects come to life that I'm like ideas I have in my okay. phone. I said dance class. But done. I talked we a check. lot. Oh yeah, that's true. But do you not have any other passions? I, that's it. That's all of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We gotta figure out our guests. We have to have more passions than this. No, no I play the trumpet, okay? Like, I'm, I want to get back into that. Yeah. Can you grab that thing? Absolutely. Um, that's good. Okay, yeah. so we have an idea of where you came from. Yeah. What brought you here? Yeah. What you're doing here, both passion and mm-hmm. professional and pleasure, all three. What's your, like, unified, ultimate dream? When everything comes together and you are like in that place in your life where you're looking back on tonight, going, yeah. ha, ha, ha. like what? Where? What are you doing? I love this question because I think it's so important to know and to have, even if it's not what ends up happening, just to have something to like go to bed and like fall asleep with a smile on mm-hmm. your face about. Um, I would love to. I've got like a number of things that could be the answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna zero in. I'm gonna say. Like hosting a kids program, like singing and interacting, like being lively and happy, and um, yeah, doing that would be that would be fabulous. Well, that is doable. What is Not happening? only in this city, but for you, I know. What is happening? Now, you try to put, get me to put my mouth on something that's in a closet. I do want to hear one diddly. Whatever, even, whatever noise you can trumpet. get out of this. <laughs> Just well, do it like a trumpet, yeah. <laughs> Does it work? It says Samantha on it. <laughs> Come on, make Samantha proud. <laughs> I'll sing it one for the kids. This one's for the kids. Teach the kids. Kids. Oh, because it was there. Okay. And is there anything else that you'd like? 